Honestly podcast, an invitation to real conversation. My name is Silvana. And I'm Emily. We're two friends who are seeking to hold space for the real and authentic. Each month, we'll be releasing a new podcast exploring what keeps us from honestly showing up and leaning into our everyday lives and relationships. So come join us and some other friends along the way. Follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you can be notified about the newest content and at honest.lypodcast on Instagram for what's to come. Now here is this month's episode. Okay. Well, welcome to our third episode. We are back with the ever-anticipated episode. I feel like everyone is a, a, bu- a buzz and a chatter, really, about all these people. <laughs> you can laugh. It's fine. <laughs> we love them, and we've already probably had like a full week's worth of just fun together um, in the last few minutes as we've prepared, but we have the crew with us that we um, have been doing life with for the past year, just alongside one another. Um, we mentioned them on the last episode, but they have kind of been just, I would say for the four of us, I don't know if I'm speaking for everybody, but um, in a year that's been really um, dry of connection and Um, depth in all the things that are changing continuously we have kind of clung to one another um, through this time and we had cycled through um, as we've talked about different friend groups and we took honestly kind of our framework for that um, into these relationships and this is why we have them here today we want to really explore How did that even happen? Um, What has it meant to each of us individually? Because we all are very different. Um, And really just explore, we've we've stepped back from meeting as much as we did during the pandemic because life has kind of picked up again. But what has this meant as we've kind of gone our separate ways and seen less of each other and invested in the people that have been around us? So we're just gonna go around and do introductions first and then we'll kind of hop in to this episode. So, whoever wants to start. Kristen? <laughs> that would be me. I'm Kristen. Um, are we talking, do you want all the things now? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, I'm Kristen. I'm an Enneagram 2. And um, what is it? The song for the soundtrack of my life? Is that what we're oh, saying? Yes. No, yes. Yeah. Our favorite song? Oh, well, I feel like that's different. I don't know how to do that. How about the song that when you hear it awakes like good emotions, bad emotions, sad emotions, some emotions. So the song that gives me the feels is what you're saying. Okay, I will stick with my same one then and I will go with Gravity by John Mayer. Um, My name's Caitlin. I'm a Enneagram 9. And the song that gives me the feels is um, probably Look After You by The Fray. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm Blaze. I'm an Enneagram One. And the song that always gets me in my feels always has is I Hope You Dance by Leanne Womack. And yeah, I'm from the South. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, well, I guess I yeah, I need to introduce myself to you. I'm Emily. I'm back. Here I am. Um, I'm an Enneagram 5 for now, I think. Um, and the song... <laughs> I don't that's, know. That's I've very done, five of you I've to say. Tests. I'm not sure. I, I go all over the place, but um, I don't receive it. Um, the song that gets me in my feels... I don't know if there's like one feelings as hard as a five, if I am a five. So I would say what's speaking to me most lately is John Batiste's new album, specifically Adulthood. It just is a really good jam. Mm-hmm. You are a five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Solana. I'm an Enneagram eight. And the song that gives me the feels is That Day by Natalie Imbruglia. We had to Google how to say that last name. Um, there was all kinds of versions, but this is what we, that's what the internet said. Um, and I like it because it's kind of an angry, angsty song. <laughs> and I like that. It gives me freedom to be angry sometimes if I need to be. Um, but as you hear, we all are, we all have different Enneagram numbers and which is kind of cool. Like we all bring something different to the table and you know different things matter to us. We're we have different strengths, different weaknesses and I think it's it was that's to us it was kind of important to share how different we really are. So if you know anything about the Enneagram, then this will mean something to you to hear all like you know that none of us are the same numbers. So just to get us started, um, I want to just start with a question to you know, get the conversation going. But we, just a little background, we met for about a year, which is now six months ago. Yeah. I think we ended yeah. last summer and um, we still see, we che- do check-ins where we meet for cocktails. What, like <laughs> once a month probably? <laughs> and catch up. Um, and that's always a fun time. So this is our once a month catch up. But just to, the first question I want to ask to the group and whoever wants to to um answer can um but when you came so when you came to the to our group our month we always met on a monday um when you came and we all didn't know each other very well to begin with which is also worth mentioning um with when you came to the group with your own assumptions of what it was going to be like and also past experiences in a group setting like this before um, what part of yourself were you planning on bringing to the table? Is there a certain persona that you had planned to to bring? Um, and then how did that morph into how comfortable you felt at the end? Like, you know, what was the kind of the, the transition from what you were planning on bringing to what actually happened then towards the end? How did you show up at the end? Well, I feel like I can answer that question because you all still make fun of me because for like the first four weeks that we met, I would bring like these really elaborate desserts and meat and cheese boards and cocktails and which is kind of why we're on the cocktail kick now still. Um, But I did it because I didn't know any of you and I was like, they, I need them to love me. So I have to earn that by bringing things. Um, and they aren't going to listen to anything I have to say, um, or I'm not going to have anything to say. 
if I don't bring things first and earn their love and affection. <laughs> <laughs> and then what what did it morph into at the end? Did you bring um, charcuterie boards? Kristen is the queen of charcuterie boards. Um, or cocktails every time? Or did it change, Kristen? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I feel like saying the queen of charcuterie boards is also just like, Like I'm good at making a lunchable, um, you know, like it's not, it's not very hard. Um, but I just put things that I like on a board and then make my friends eat them. So, uh, but yeah, it definitely changed where I started to get more comfortable with not having to do it. So then it would become a thing of like, oh, these are my people. And I know that, uh, like, Blaze and Caitlin are working late today and so that it'd be nice to have some food while we're all sitting there talking or whatever and it would just it's kind of happened more organically than like I had to do it like it wasn't a performance thing anymore yeah and she brought the cocktails for tonight and we'll post a recipe because it's very delicious <laughs> thank you Kristen you're welcome <laughs> we're sharing a mic Just so you know. <laughs> well, I'll go. Hello, this is Blaze. Um, again, I'm the one that was the Enneagram one. Hello, chronic perfectionist. Um, <laughs> when I first came into the group, I think I just wanted to bring my best self and who I thought that everyone would um, feel accepted. I wanted to be the one that could have at least something seemingly together. Um, and I think that a lot of those walls were broken down by quite a few tears, um, still some tears today. <laughs> so some things never change, but it's been good. And now I show up and I'm comfortable coming in my yoga pants and not looking too good and, and bearing it all. Um, and so I think over time, breaking down some of those walls over some cocktails and loosening up a little bit has, has served me well. This is Caitlin. Um, like I said, I was, well, I am an Enneagram nine. So um, I was thinking I was going to come into this um, group and kind of do what I always do and kind of just um, not go super deep and just kind of be on the surface and um, just kind of get to know people. Like I love getting to know people, but I never really let people get really like to know me super deeply. Um, just because of just being afraid of that. Um, so that was kind of what I had planned to do. <laughs> um, but then once I started to come and some of the questions, I guess we'll, we'll go into later, some of the questions they would ask me, <laughs> it was like, um, I don't know how to answer that on like the <laughs> surface level. <laughs> um, so I feel like it kind of forced me in a good way to go deep and let myself be seen by people and not fear that. Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of what I got out of it mostly, mm -hmm. um, which is great because I'm just so comfortable with it just being surface level. So that was mm -hmm. a new um, thing that I had learned in this group. I was telling Silvana earlier, I don't know if you've seen the animated Tarzan, if you know what I'm talking about. Do you know the small, I can't remember the elephant's name, 
But he goes to the water and he like turns to his mom and he's like, is this water sanitary? And like touches his foot in. Not that I'm thinking like social situations are not unsanitary. Anyways, he's really cute. But like if I, between a fly and a wall. Tantor. Oh, Tantor. Oh my gosh. I love Tantor. Wow. Um, But I was like, that makes me think about, or that seems like the best imagery because it was like, I'm not going to be completely disengaged, but I'm just going to like really just tap my little toe in there and like be enough of a human that people aren't like, why aren't you speaking anything? (laughs) And also maybe like relationship would be nice with this person. I don't know. But it's also like just trepidatious. Like I'm, I'm going to. I observe first anyways and kind of see. And the odd thing was like I had been around most of you except for Kristen in like social situations, but I still was like, I always hold my cards really tightly to my chest in that situation. Um, Even though it was a safe place and that was established, which I think is interesting, um, it, it took a while. And then I think on the flip side of that, like because there's been so much room given to me to really like be present to what's going on and be received like fully in that space that this like has marked me in my personal growth moving forward and like showing up differently than I ever have um and inviting like a new level of freedom because it's not a risk in this space and that that had to be proven I would say but also like time and time again was reminded to me when I was still questioning that too um so yeah it's been I mean it's like this is one of the safest places for me mm-hmm. yeah that's good I think I had exactly the opposite problem I tend to be <laughs> just more of an open book and a little bit I think we talked about this in the first episode a little I think abrasive is such an ugly word. Is there a nicer word? Um, I don't know. Assertive? Assertive. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah, I tend to share a lot and a little uh, passionately and maybe a little angrily sometimes. <laughs> but in, but I do that, well, being an Enneagram I do that sometimes to test to see if the people that are with me, if they're really with me or if they're going to just, like, you know, I'm going to be too much for them. So... That's usually what I go into with in in relationships, just to see how long people will stick with me. But I didn't feel, I maybe felt that a little bit in the beginning, but the more we spent time together, it was just me just stepping back a little bit and be like, okay, I don't have to test the waters here. This is a safe space and I can let guards my guards down a little more and don't have to be extreme about every single emotion I'm feeling. And um, so that was, that was a growing experience just to be more gentle I guess and more compassionate I mean I am gentle and compassionate I think but to to actually let other people see that that's more the challenge that I'm facing (laughs) so at what point did you were you surprised at some point where you're like oh I can't believe how much I'm sharing with these people was ever a point where you went home and you're like oh no like this was too much I think or I don't know what do you all think I definitely thought so. (laughs) There were many times where I was like, oh my goodness, they just saw so many tears. (laughs) 
wow, have I not cried in a while? And I saved it all for them. (laughs) And just getting in the car after and being like, what did I just do? (laughs) But then I would show up again the next week and it would be fine. And they would still be there, still ready to listen, still ready to let me be myself. Um, And over time that it ended up being a really good thing because I realized that, hey, I'm not scaring people off by showing Mm -hmm. them what I feel or what I deal with or who I am. It, you know, I actually feel closer to these people after I did this. And that was a huge shift for me um, because I think I felt like I'm going to bring people in close if I can be more of a safe place for them and just be super stable all the time and have it all together. But Mm -hmm really people feel more comfortable when they can be themselves too. Mm. Yeah, it makes us more relatable, right? If, like we all have those, the brokenness in us and, and, you know, some good days and bad days and it makes us more relatable to, to other people if we give them the freedom to be like that with us too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. What about you guys? I was listening really intently, but I also kind of forgot the question. <laughs> Did you ever feel like you overshared or like yeah. cross the boundary? That I mean, you were I like, feel wow, like that's I just my personality yeah. is oversharing. <laughs> um, so, but and I also will use my oversharing. Like I, if I feel like other people aren't sharing and they need to share, I will share too much so that they're like, oh, well, I can totally share this now (laughs) because that was crazy. Um, So because I don't really have a hard time sharing things, I don't feel like. Well, I definitely felt like when you would talk, like it made it made me feel more comfortable, like sharing things because that isn't like a normal thing Mm -hmm. I feel like in groups of people um and just kind of getting to the what's actually going on in your life and not just like work is good (laughs) um life is good and just not getting um to that personal stuff so I liked that you shared a lot because like you said it made me feel more comfortable for sure I had thought about but when you like while we were together for on on those Mondays is there was there a point where maybe whatever one of us said or or asked was there a point where you saw a different side of yourself that maybe not surprised you because we just talked about that but something that you didn't know was still there or had maybe been hidden um just like you said just now, Caitlin, that whatever Kristen, she made you feel comfortable to to say some of those those more in-depth and real things and share those emotions. Um, I think that one of the things that's been so great about our group is we're like, and what separates us from like other just relationships that I have in my life is 
there's a lot of like we're all very good at actively listening to what the person's Mm -hmm. saying so you're not just listening and like waiting to like one up with your own story or whatever's going on in your life like we were truly and we are truly invested in what's happening with each one of us so we're asking questions of like you know when you're like oh yeah I had a really long day at work and you're like oh well why were you so tired after that like what what was it that made you tired and why is that mm-hmm. making you feel the way that you're feeling mm-hmm. um, and so it made the mundane like everyday things we actually had to sit and like figure out why we were feeling the way we did about them and we might not have even known what that was before that conversation. Um, so I feel like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just feel like we were very good at actively listening to each other and that's what kind of separated it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what we talked about. I think in the last episode Mm -hmm. is that it takes some bravery to even ask questions. And then, you know, the person that we're asking also needs to have the freedom to not answer, obviously, but so often we won't even ask the question and give the person we're talking to a chance to dig deep themselves and share that piece of them with us. So that was such a so refreshing every every Monday when we met, just to to know that we all are invested in each other and we were brave enough to ask the deep the hard questions sometimes too right I I remember there was some eyebrows like oh I don't think I want to answer this or mm-hmm. I don't really want to share why I had a bad day but just a just a, a gentle nagging <laughs> let's call it <laughs> is is helpful sometimes but and it can be annoying to to the person that doesn't want to answer and doesn't want to show that side but it's translated into love and and appreciation and care also and on the other side so just an encouragement for everyone listening to to just be brave and ask those questions if you feel that's what if you really want to know then just ask it and be brave enough to do that and engage with with your relationships in that way yeah did it like change the way you talk so outside of this group did it change the way you ask some like your other relationships questions or how you engaged with with those relationships just as you know we're as we were meeting and talking about certain things did it change the way you um, approach some people well I think just one thing for me is realizing that it doesn't happen overnight Mm -hmm. so I don't have to go into it with big expectations but someone has to make the first move Mm -hmm and say I'm I'll be willing to go there and ask that question so I think for me just being willing to be a little uncomfortable so that something good can come from it I can get to know somebody I think for me it's also that like this group that we have is so set apart from just like my everyday relationships and it just showed me that I also have to have like I can't do this with everyone Mm -hmm. you know like I have to have boundaries of the people that I'm allowing into this space of I'm investing in them and they're investing in me Um, 
like I can't do that with everyone or I'm just going to have surface level relationships. Mm -hmm. So I definitely, it changed the way I interacted with like some of my closest friends outside of this group and like with my husband. Um, But just in my everyday react, like interactions with people, like maybe it changed like the kind of questions that I would ask. Um, But I, I think it more changed my closer relationships to strengthen them if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah that's good yeah we talked about that too just that we need to have those boundaries that's a good point Kristen and because we're going to be exhausted if we have if we try to have a relationship like this with everyone Mm -hmm. yeah well and I feel like it was like as I think about that question for myself as far as like how it impacted me it was like consistently seeing this like space held in different ways um over the weeks and then realizing like okay I have to have the wisdom in other relationships but I know what that feels like and I can sense like Blaze was saying like if someone meets me in the middle or asks something I can recognize that more clearly because that's been more rhythmic in my life Um, I have people who've been in those places and so then I can start to kind of press into that with other people kind of treading lightly as we kind of all experience with each other then to realize like oh like we've well established that this is a place is locked and loaded for to bear the weight of what's coming now but it's not instantaneous but feeling that out was helpful for me in other relationships I don't know the the question that like keeps coming to mind and I don't know if this is valuable outside of this group maybe it's helpful to hear but like Sylvana and I have talked about, it seems like it just kind of naturally came to this place, but I don't know if any of you recognize, like, this is when it shifted, or this person said this, or this person asked this question, or, like, held me in this space that I was uncomfortable in that normally other people would just let, like, kind of go because they knew I was uncomfortable. Is there anything that sticks out to you that was, like, a turning point where it, like, kind of helped your guard go down? Well, I don't know if there was like a turning point, but I know um, when people started to give space for everyone to talk, I feel like mm-hmm. we would kind of like take turns, which mm-hmm. was which was nice because sometimes I feel like just in certain um, environments, sometimes based on personality, like they're the person that talks a lot is going to talk the whole time or. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, just depending on how many people, I feel like it was the perfect amount, like, um, and we all kind of gave each other time to process. Mm-hmm. I think that was the, the turning point for me because I, I am, you know, I found out that I'm an external processor, but it like takes me a minute mm-hmm. to kind of like talk it out with someone. Um, so there's like, I feel like the patience and the time given was different than like in an other groups that I had been in. Mm-hmm. It was almost like you had to give the answer really quickly. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, let's dig into this. And mm-hmm. why did you think that way? And <laughs> which was really scary for me, but mm-hmm. it, it's also, you know, yeah, like the time it gave me to process. Mm-hmm. So I think that was 
kind of the turning point for me that I'm like, oh, this is a processing <laughs> type of situation. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It is a process. But then again, like I was just thinking too, we met for a year and what, what others achieve in like sometimes a lifetime, but sometimes six, you know, or three, six years or something like that took us not very long because we were committed to engaging with each other in that way. So I find that fascinating. And I, for me, I think the turning point was, I just, I, when you guys left on a Monday, I would look forward to the next Monday just because I was going throughout the week and be like, oh, I can't wait to share this with them or I can't wait to process this, what happened you know, today with them or I can't wait to find out what, you know, blazed it about this or, you know, whatever it is. But it was just this this longing to be together again and to to meet and just share that safe space with each other. And then also just we always met in my house. So there was I was always still eating dinner when they showed up because <laughs> that's just the way it is. And um, the kids were running around. And but even I'd like to have it all look perfect in my house and hate when my bathrooms are dirty and all those things. And at some point I kind of, well, maybe I, I probably never gave up fully on it, but at some t at some point it stopped bothering me that my kitchen was dirty when you came or I hadn't cleaned the powder room. So that was kind of a shift for me. It was like, okay, I can be who I am with a dirty floor and all. Yeah, I don't know that I can really think of a point for me that like a specific one where it shifted. I mean, there were definitely times where y'all kind of like, um, like as we got more comfortable with each other, we would press in more mm -hmm. um, to like, oh, no, I know you and I know your defenses and you're putting up this wall right now and you don't need to. And so you guys would kind of like just push on it more um, against my like resistance to mm -hmm. really dig into it um whatever the topic would be um because we had that kind of safety established with us so I think I mean the only reason we got there was because of the like boundaries we set up around our group like like this was our group we weren't inviting other people in mm -hmm. um like this is who we are with um and we're committed to these people here um, and so that just kind of, it made it easier, um, for us to get to that point more quickly, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just start turning point for you, Emily. I, that's what I was trying to think. I mean, I think it, it was similar, like just that there, we almost like kind of like the parameters we talked about in the last episode, it took Silvana like kind of setting the scene and laying the foundation of like this is how this is going to look and I'm going to press into this but then also holding each of us accountable to showing up that way mm -hmm. um and then in that like continuing I don't know that you did this verbally every time but like it was just reinforced trust every week of like I'm saying this thing just like you were saying Kristen like because I know you, I'm invested in you, and I love you. And this is, like, for your good that I'm bringing this up. Um, and 
because I think that's one thing that can stand in the way of being honest is your perception of the other person coming at you can shut you down. Um, and so the fact that like the intention was clarified in that space, it was like, okay, I don't have a choice to say like, ooh, you're coming at me on this thing from this angle because you don't think I'm enough, whatever, whatever. It's you're coming at it knowing me, accepting me for who I am and wanting me to have the best that I can be and be the best that I can be. And so um, I feel like that it just evolved and that was just a sense I had after a while like this is not even like I don't have to give brain space to that Mm -hmm. anymore Mm -hmm. um and like fight for that like I do in other relationships it was just Mm -hmm. there yeah that's that's a really safe feeling Mm -hmm. right when you just know that you can just fall back if you need to someone's gonna catch you yeah so the question could arise now that we don't meet every week how's it going now what do you think there's no wrong no wrong answer And there you have it, a little sneak peek of next month's episode, which will be the second part of this conversation with Kaylin, Kristen, and Blaze. As you heard, this was so much fun to get together with them, and there's so much more to be learned from them as we finish out this part of our conversation next month. We're so grateful that you have chosen to come into our little corner of the internet and listen to this podcast, and we'd love to connect with you. You can always find us on Instagram at honest.lypodcast and you can follow us on Spotify and Apple Music so that you can stay updated to any new information coming out from us and receive alerts to any new episodes that we'll be launching in the coming months. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time.